1: Score
0: North and scorenorth.com. Yeah, dude, there's 49ers fans just strolling about the city. Mm-hmm. My wife and I were getting out and about on a Sunday yesterday, hopping around, scooters over here, driving over there. Just a bunch of drunk 49er fans around Minneapolis. They just decided, we're going to come in for the
2: weekend and just be obnoxious about our football team. And so they were. Yeah, we stopped uh, com- coming back from... From the for Hawkeye battle, we stopped in like Fairbowl and uh, a young man and his dad were there, both decked out, Niners gear coming to make Dude. some noise at US Bank Stadium. That's fine. You know what?
0: That's fine because we already got our big football win over the weekend. That's right. Let's fire Look it up. Look
2: at that. Look at that. <laughs> when you're the good luck charm, I mean, my God, 1999 was the last time. I can't, really can't out. shut this off. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's just going to be on the whole show, yeah. apparently. PJ jammed it. <laughs> 1999. First win. What changed? Zolgad's row 21 behind the gopher bench. What changed? Is that what it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what changed Row everything. 21 behind the bench? You guys had some nice tickets. Yeah. Uh, Don's best friend from, from high school and her husband have, like, six season tickets right there. And, uh, yeah, they were very nice seats. Like, I could see pj's head the whole game because we were high enough i was right top could. i could see that little head running around yeah. you know PJ. but um yeah it was uh, one of the worst football games i've seen but it was thoroughly entertaining because it was so bad unlike the bears vikings game which i thought just sucked so you could
0: just to be clear you could clearly see what was a fair catch sign i don't know what the iowa fans oh, are oh god yeah up no about. question you know, maybe, maybe put your hand in your pocket guy okay <laughs> you know you're flailing your arm around like what are you what are you supposed to Stop flailing your arm around. You're a punt returner. Okay.
2: Justice was served in that game. You won't be surprised that I was screaming, get off the field, you won. Just get off the field. Go home. Wait, you were uh who who you you I was screaming at the golfers, get off the field, go home. You you're oh, very lucky. Okay. You're very lucky. Just go home. Take your pig and go home. Don't act like you've like come in here and steamrolled the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, just get on I thirty five.
0: That's back what up. I said.
2: I'm like this enjoy. You know what? In the bus, celebrate. But now, just get out of here.
0: <laughs> we have some glorious Packer vent line for you guys here, and some Denil Hunter trade rumors. Maybe the Gophers. They probably could have stopped at a Quick Trip on the way up, Judd. You know, that's what I would have done. I would have taken. I would have taken Floyd, and I would have stopped at the nearest Quick Trip. The yep. minute that I got across the I'd wait to like, I think there's some quick trips, you know, as you go up through Iowa, but oh, yeah, I would have yeah, waited quick, until I got to the everyone. first one in Minnesota. That's what I would have done.
2: Yeah. And guess what? If they did not, you should. And here's why. Cause starting today, let's just say that, uh, that there's some exciting opportunities here that give you a chance to win big with a uh, quick trip. And this one is there. Speaking of the Packers, Phil Mackey, Gatorade border battle sweepstakes. Okay. Purchase any Gatorade product with a, quick rewards to be automatically entered chance to win two group cabin suite tickets to the New Year's Eve game between the Vikings and the Packers at US Bank Stadium. The prize pack includes a one night standard hotel accommodations and a Quick Trip gift card. No purchase necessary. Go to quicktrip.com/sweepstakes for full details. So we're talking about New Year's Eve plans in a suite watching the game. Perhaps as as the uh, Jordan Love throws three or four picks, we shall see. That is Quick Trip. Check them out. Love it. Uh,
0: A shout-out to our friends, too, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you're uh, looking for elevating your business through risk management, they have all sorts of resources that you can tap into at federatedinsurance.com, where they're also named a top 10 place to work in the state of Minnesota by Forbes. So a great place to work and a great place to connect with if you're a business owner. And you're looking for a better partnership with your insurance company. They've been around; they know what they're doing. Been around since 1904. FederatedInsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. So, uh, well, go, Pat, go. The Vikings may get shellacked tonight. We're not quite sure what's going to happen. We will have a Vikings vent line right after Monday Night Football. So, uh, you know, we will we will take our medicine when the time comes. But. The Green Bay Packers are finding out what it's like for the first time in 30 years to not have a Hall of Fame quarterback. And all the other things that sort of fall by the wayside when you don't have that guy gluing everything together. And so courtesy of, we've got got a charcuterie board of Uh Packers Ventline here for you. Courtesy of our friends at Locked On, Locked On Packers, right? And uh, Green Bay Game Night on ESPN Milwaukee. I'm going to take you guys through a journey here, starting with this one.
1: Because this show begins with the opening statements of the Super Bowl champion of the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. Tauch, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start with a question today. Besides the Carolina Panthers, uh, who's the worst team in the NFL right now? Um, I don't know um. Um, you, let me put it this way. You can't distinctly say that it's not the Green Bay Packers.
2: Tausch! That's our guy, Tausch? Tausch, dude, just coming in hot. Oh, he must be hot t- today still with Jason then, huh? Will Willie and Tausch got to be carving him up right now. That is, whoa. I mean, then they had kind of a debate about, well, I don't know, and then
0: it spilled over into...
1: Okay, first of all, they're better than, uh, they're better than Denver. Better Even than Denver? Yeah. Nope. You lost to them. Better than Denver. Las Vegas? No, hold on. Nope. hold on. We'll better let's... than Chicago. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Mm. You're saying the Packers are better than Denver? Yeah. Yeah. They lost uh, to them at what? Denver at two points. They lost to them at, at Denver. They play on a neutral field. I think the Packers win. They play in Green Bay. Uh, they're better than the oh, Giants. God. They're better than the Bears. And they're better than Arizona. They're, they're not better oh, the than the Bears. Broncos. Just be the team. They're just that not. Beat yeah, you can't. You the, uh, can't tell me that they're better than the Broncos. They just lost to the Broncos by two points on the Broncos. They were they were favored by a point. Okay, they were favored. It's a it's a small difference. It's Homer, like it's Homer quick question. Yeah, are they? Are the Green Bay Packers the bottom five in the NFL story right team
2: now. in the NFL? Homer, <laughs> Homer, <laughs> Homer oh, they're better than hell. Denver. You just lost to disco. <laughs> oh man homer why are you here's my question and we probably do do this too at times not necessarily our show but we being the royal vikings we why do we start debating like when like when you're just not good like yeah but we're better than this really bad team dude we do that like well we, we it do it doesn't matter we do it with like cousins too
0: you know like there's this whole debate that was raging someone pulled a tweet from two years ago where i was saying two years ago I think Tannehill and Derek Carr are better than Kirk Cousins. it's like, well, what do you think of that now? It's like, okay, two things. One, that was two years ago. Secondly, if the celebration is the Packers are, at least they're better than Denver and the Bears. At least Kirk Cousins is better than Derek Carr. Like, what's eye on the ball here, people? Eye on the (laughs) ball. What do we really (laughs) celebrate? Oh, God. But that wasn't all. Okay. Let's go over to uh, our friend. Peter over at Lockdown Packers and see how he's dealing with yet another Packers loss here on this Monday. And
1: they can't block anybody. Bottom five run defense, historically bad total defense, and you can't block anybody.
2: And Matt LaFleur wants to run all these concepts where you've got two pulling offensive linemen. These offensive linemen can't hit the broad side of a barn on, on pull plays.
1: They haven't all season. What makes you think they're gonna do it now?
0: <laughs> they can't they can't hit the broadside of a barn on pole plays. That's a great line by him. He's gonna want to steal that
2: sometime. He's one. not entirely wrong. I watched I, I got home in time to watch the second half of that game, and uh, yeah, he's got a point there. He's got a point. It is amazing, as you said. What happens when you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback?
3: Well, I, I saw other things, too, that, like, well, they, they took away uh, Jordan Love's deep ball. Like, you know, he was throwing good deep balls earlier this year, so he's throwing beneath the sticks. Did you see the duck he threw up at the end of the game that was just a yeah, duck? It yeah. was a love duck, as I coined it on well, Twitter. It was literally a love duck thrown in the middle of the air that was just picked off for the win for Denver.
2: He almost, I uh, towards the end of the game, I think it was fourth quarter, and, and the guy got hurt. He almost got Christian Watson killed. He threw a pass that was sort of behind Christian Watson. It was a very... If he throws a good pass, it's a completion, but it was such a bad pass that one he didn't catch it, but two he got annihilated on it.
0: Dude, also like, yeah, I don't I don't think teams are losing sleep trying to figure out a defensive scheme to stop the Jordan Love deep ball, no, I'm Just going just going to put that out there. I don't think I don't think Denver was like, "Oh man, these restless 30 second ranked
3: defense in oh, Denver. Oh my god. Yeah, what are we <laughs>
0: What are we going to do? Okay, let's see. Let's go back to ESPN Milwaukee here. See how go, Pat, go. Those guys are- Okay,
1: gentlemen, I've got answers. I just want to give uh, credit to Jason. And then I want to – he also said this team can win six to eight. At the pace right now, definitely not. But if they listen to Sugar Free – and I've got answers, then they may be able to. All right, well, sugar-free, sugar-free. I'm like going to tell you thing. this right now. Like, if you've got the answers, do you really want to give them away for free right now on Green Bay Game Night, or do you want to try to contact yeah. the organization you, and get some the, monetary compensation this, for the answers you're going no. to provide? I'll let this station. has been good to me. Enjoyed listening to all three of you, and uh, I'm going to give right, it away. All right, get to but, it. Get to it. All right, Chuck.
2: <laughs> go, Pat, go. he didn't even sound drunk he he just ah. sounded like he was rambling i mean he, he probably had a few cocktails but like he was just rambling
0: <laughs> they're just like just go dude say there's 15 people on hold right now just get to your point
2: how lost is this fan base going to to be in light of what they are facing and i don't think they i mean there's a generation of packer fans who don't understand this no they like don't, you don't. are like you should consult Vikings fans right now you should prepare for what you're about to face there's people calling for Matt LaFleur's head and
0: I, I I'm not saying neither here nor there whether he's a great coach or not we're gonna find out without Aaron Rodgers how great of a coach he is but imagine after like six games or seven games following a reign of terror that a hall of fame quarterback went on right 13 win seasons Not to give your guy, like, Bill Belichick can barely stay above water without Tom Brady, and we're like, fire LaFleur, get his ass out of here. Like, whoa, guys, calm down.
2: Well, if you're a Vikings fan, you should root for the Packers to win about six to six or seven games, because you don't want them to get a high pick, and then root for Gutekunst and LaFleur to basically say, no, no, you know what, we're going to fix Jordan Love, because the longer they try and fix him, the better.
0: Yeah, do you think he's not? I mean, I think
2: you I think you'd see more, I
0: guess, from him. He looked great in the preseason, but Kyle yeah. Solder looked great in the preseason.
2: I'd prefer to see them at least try and and there's a chance then that they're going to spin their wheels as opposed to pivot, especially if they win like 3 games. That might be a that might be a bad thing. You know, this might be this might be a year that is uh in some ways going to be reminiscent of 2005 I think you'd prefer just to be the worst team like if I'm the Vikings I think I say you know what if we're worse if if we have a worse record than the Packers why do you say 2005 because we have a lot of listeners that don't know what you're talking uh, about 2005 and and actually the Vikings rebounded too way too strongly with uh Brad Johnson as quarterback but 2005 if I'm not mistaken was the was it was Ticey's last year and Mike Sherman was still in Green Bay. And the Packers actually, I think, won like four games. The Packers were terrible with Favre. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that case, the Packers were the worst team. But my, but my point being is I prefer to have the higher draft pick to grab the quarterback I potentially want as opposed to Green Bay saying, screw it, Jordan Love's not going to work. And then they grab that quarterback or, or a, a higher quarterback.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see where the rooting interests lie in a week. I know that, like, standard, you're supposed to root for the Vikings to beat the Packers, supposed to root for the Packers to beat the Vikings, oh. but I got a feeling that, especially if the Vikings lose tonight, and we'll see, but there's going to be a lot of fans on both sides of the fence that are kind of like, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if <laughs> mm-hmm. the rivalry went Give a me one of those bratwursts. don't
3: tie. Just don't tie with your division. <laughs> oh, dude, roster, that happened God like sakes. 10 years ago. No, It happened they like were four years bad. ago. Oh. No, but the game
2: at you're you're t- talking about the game was it Scott Tolzien came in, Phil? It was it was Lambeau? Ponder
0: versus Tolzien right? Yeah. Oh sweet Jesus. That <laughs> was awful.
2: Uh well
0: now that uh now that they've pressured sugar free, the caller sugar free to get his point out, let's hear what his point was. Okay. <laughs> We are going to only win two, three games. And when it
1: comes down to the third to last game against Carolina, we must lose that game and we must take the uh, first pick. We are on that trajectory right now. And if we're on that trajectory, we fire Goudekunst and do not allow him to move forward with Caleb Williams.
0: (laughs) do Wait, so go, I'm unclear. Go. If they do get the top pick, are they firing Gouda You've got to be careful the way you pronounce that with the FCC lurking over uh, ESPN Milwaukee. It's Gudakunst. Gudakunst. Goody,
3: baby. We just call him. Goody. Just call
0: him. Goody, like his old man, John, who coached it, our Gophers. He did coach the Gophers. You, are you firing him before he drafts Caleb Williams? Is that what they're suggesting?
2: Yeah, I think he's saying that. Okay. I think he's saying that get the losses, get the top pick. In the draft fire the gm get a new G- gm probably in their world a new coach draft caleb and then you're off and running again to more super bowl appearances 100 well not because that's a lot how it works
0: probably like probably it's like usually
2: yeah. one super bowl appearance well, maybe two
0: one win in like 12 15 years be careful years.
2: though we can't talk a big game on that one I'll, you know I'll or we one. can talk
0: a big game though their badgers have what zero national titles and our gophers have yeah. i think it's eight so yeah. you want to talk about football titles you want to talk about Titletown. It's right here in Dinky Town. And then uh, Larry in California is a Packers fan trying to cope here. Let's see what he has to say. Go Pat, Go! Uh, they will win more than four games this year. So
1: whatever you want to know, No, no, absolutely, right. absolutely okay. not. In fact, I think they're going to lose. I think they'll be losing to the Rams when, when the L.A. Rams come over there in two weeks.
2: And that'll be an interesting game because the Rams will be out of the playoff picture by that time.
1: They, they they might they could lose to anybody, but I, they're they're going to win five games. That's all they got to win to prove you wrong. No, it's not going to happen. All it's right. not going to happen. I'm telling you right now, Homer, you're not right on all accounts.
0: <laughs> they don't know. Oh, wow. yeah, they don't know what to do with their hands, man. They're like, wait, wait, what, how do we cope with this? What do we do?
2: They don't understand what they're in for. Like if this guy now. Rogers uh, was drafted in 2000, in 2005, Four. right in Five. April yeah. of 2005 and, and then he sat for three years, I think and and then he, he played and his first start of his first start uh post far was 2008 against the Vikings. I think it was a Monday night game in Lambo and he had a rough you know he he wasn't great his first year um but I don't think it was it didn't I don't remember it feeling like this big of train wreck. But they don't know what to do. Like you're just Packer fans. You very well might be at the beginning of the grieving process.
3: Dude.
2: Like yeah. not like like the seven stages of quarterback grief. You ain't far down that road. You're probably at the first one right now. Well, the other thing that's
0: hilarious is you know the and we just picked a couple. There's there's plenty more where that came from. That was a three hour post game show that we just picked parts of like but the t- first twenty. Was minutes. it really three
2: hours? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's called and we should give them credit because it is it is a wildly entertaining show, just like Vikings Ventline is. And if they wanted to pull clips from Vikings Ventline, I would say turnabout's fair play. It's the uh, it's, Green, it's Green Bay game night on ESPN Milwaukee just to give them their credit. But it's funny because if they don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback and if they aren't competing at the top of the NFC, which is largely where they've been competing for the last 30 years, minus like, you know, of those seasons, 2005, whatever. They think that they're the worst. They like don't have perception of that middle ground, right? They're like, well, we're only going to win three games now. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And that's the news I have for Packer fans. And this is what it feels like to be a Vikings fan. You're going to win more than three games. You're not getting the number one overall pick. That team still has, now there's injuries, things and whatever, but that team still has enough pieces to go win three, four, five more games and stumble their way into a 7-10 and season, maybe even a second-place finish in this division, right? And that's the place you don't want to be. That's the place the Vikings always are, which is never drafting franchise-changing players, always grasping at the fool's goal that is the wild-card
2: seed, right? Welcome to football hell, Green Bay Packers fans. It's not hell, it's purgatory. Cause it's a perpetual place that you're stuck and sometimes it's happy and you're like, Oh, Oh, this is great. And then you're like, Oh no. Oh, it's not. But the thing, so I listened to games driving home and then got home in time to watch a bunch of the three o'clock games. And the other thing too is, and you sort of forget this when you just watch one, one team a lot, but the mediocrity in this league again, like if you, let's say you win two or three games, you're not just bad. You're awful. You are absolutely putrid, and the Packers aren't putrid. The Vikings yeah. aren't putrid, right? No. So, like, like when you watch or listen to other games, you realize how many teams are sort of in that bin. And just from a week to week basis, it's just it's it's going to roller coaster up and down. So, like, as bad as the Packers felt or their fans did, right? We lost to the Broncos. The Broncos suck. We suck. Therefore, we should get the top pick you start to realize, hold on a second here, but they could easily come back and win next week.
3: Eating better is easy with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. From pancakes to smoothies to meals and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And if you're always on the go and eating a quick and easy way to find something to eat, you need to try Factor Meals. They have an easy-to-use website. Factor is also flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from 6 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your delivery at any time. You can sign up and save, and we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious, and delicious head to factor com slash purple daily 50 and use code purple daily 50 to get 50% off that's code purple daily 50 at factor com slash purple daily 50 to get 50% off go check out factor meals
0: dude there's like to your point about just the, the we, we used to coin it on our old radio show the cesspool of mediocrity that is the nfl there's like five or six teams at the top that are Super Bowl caliber teams and even they have some flaws like Miami playing good teams looks like maybe they're down a peg but it's San Francisco probably Baltimore you know Miami and the Bills you could make a case for the Chiefs obviously there's like a handful of teams that are just kind of at the top I would say there's less than a handful of teams at the bottom there's like the Panthers the Bears have shown some fight lately right they've been scoring more points. That game against the Vikings was kind of a disaster, but they go out and score a bunch of points and beat Vegas. So call it like maybe three or four really garbage teams. I think the giants are, but but the giants just won a game and they won what? 13, 12. What, well, not that many games. They they went to the playoffs last year. Yeah. So there's literally like 23 teams that are all just kind of
2: like the same. And right? the Vikings. Yes. And in after tonight, the Vikings join that group of teams, right? As far as their schedule goes. Like look at their schedule. What is it? The Packers, the Falcons, and and yes, Saints. Yeah, yeah. The Vikings can lose any one of those games, but they also could stumble into three wins, you know? That's the thing about it is, is and I'm guilty of this, too. When you watch the Vikings consistently and they lose close games and they make stupid mistakes, you're like, well, this team's just not good. And and that might be the case. They're not that great. But then you watch other games and you're like, oh, my God, the same thing's happening.
0: Yeah, it's hard to look around the league. And that's where if you if you get outside and even if the Vikings lose tonight, that's the crazy thing. They're going to be two and five on paper. We're going to be like, oh, man, like this team's cooked. Right. But you could make a very strong case that they'll that they should rattle off like four or five wins in the next month and a half and get right back in. And and that's where the front and this might be a good segue here because there's a bunch of new stuff on the Daniel Hunter front. But if you're the front office, do you look at the cesspool of mediocrity even after a loss, if they lose to the Niners and say, God, but you know what? Man, the Lions got their asses kicked yesterday. We could we could fight back into this thing, or do you finally say No, (laughs) enough is enough. I want off the ride. We're going to trade some key impact players and start building something more meaningful and and substantive starting in 2024.
2: And the interesting thing about this is (laughs) it might not matter what Quasi says, because this is where I've always contended the wills sort of get involved, right? Like the wills are looking at the schedule and they've been doing this a long time and they've seen their giants teams rebound previously and so i honestly don't know that the that with what the vikings face ahead of them after the san francisco game i don't know that the wilfs are going to give the go-ahead to pull the trigger on what you're saying which is a bailout move that i personally
3: kind of love yeah but that's me even what's even more awkward for them is they're staring at this and saying we haven't even won a home game this season like the Wilps, they love U.S. Bank Stadium. They love the Skull Chant. They love everything, and honestly, a lot of Vikings fans should. It's a great place to play. They haven't won a home game in almost a full calendar year, and they're they're probably going to lose to San Francisco on Monday night. Then you're not back at home until November. You could go almost 11 months without a single home win, and that part's even more jarring. And for the Wilps, they, that, that's even going to be a more tougher sell to them because they what do they want? They want to be comfortable. They want to give their fans a good a good product. They want to p- put people in those seats. I don't think no one's just going to stop showing up to U.S. Bank Stadium. But when you haven't won a home playoff game, or not a home playoff game, a playoff, a home, a, game. A home game in almost a year, it makes things really more difficult. But that's why they need to know. And, and we've had some great guests
0: on Ventline who've pointed this out. And some Feedback Friday emailers, they need to know that whatever they decide, and especially if they decide we're going to trade Daniel, we're going to we're going to trade a couple key players here. And we're going to probably get worse the rest of this season, but we'll have some more ammunition to get better starting in 2024. The Wils need to know the fans will still show up. The fans will still support the team. The fans will still pay for tickets. They'll still tailgate. They'll still buy jerseys. This fan base isn't just going to bail on the team if they decide, you know what, God, this is just a weird year. We've lost a bunch of close games. It doesn't have to even be a referendum on, like, the franchise being garbage. It, could, it just It's its what the Spurs did 25 years ago. It's what happened with the Colts and Peyton Manning. You could frame it that way, too, right? Man, we lost a bunch of close games early. The football gods slapped the upside the head. And then we lost Justin Jefferson. And then our second-best edge rusher got hurt. You know what? It's just, just not looking like it's our year. But we're gonna. If you guys stand by us, fan base, right? Like, do you you guys feel like this fan base is ready to bail if the if the team decides to take a step
2: back for a minute? Because I don't feel that way at all. I don't think they're worried about that. I think that what, what keeps them up at night is not being competitive because they're all, their long standing thing. And I don't even necessarily agree with this, but is if you get in a tournament, you know, if we get that last wild card, if we get, tournament. what is it now? Wild card seven. If we get wild card seven, you never know, but just get super wild card. weekend, yeah, But if you're crazy, you got to present them with a, o- almost a, a, uh, you know, PowerPoint plan of what happens if you make these trades. You got the pointer, right? If we trade Neil, yeah, we lose him, but look at what we can do. And I think what the Wolves can't get their head, head around is, do you want to be consistently competitive? Which you have been, by the way. You've been done a great job of that. Do you want to be consistently competitive or do you want to win a championship? Because there's a clear path, in my opinion, to a championship. And hoping that as wild card seven you pull off this miraculous run, I don't think that's the I don't think that's the plan. Like mm-hmm. I would say, this is that's that's hope. And yes, it would be fun if it happened, but let's look at the reality of this, and let's look at what you need. And and the one thing too is you've got a lot of guys in the last year of contracts that are interesting chips, and it starts with Hunter. Yeah.
0: Real quick, do you think Quasi uh, is a PowerPoint master? Like, do you, I, I bet you that guy knows? What's hey, the new not thing? too many words. We need some visuals. I bet you that dude is a master at
2: PowerPoint. Are PowerPoint still a thing? Yes, very, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know if, if if we had changed to like a, a PowerPoint to some type of laser point or something. I didn't know if we've changed how, how we do. Do you know what a PowerPoint now. is? PowerPoint presentation? Yeah. But, I think why, I but you just compared a PowerPoint to a laser pointer. I was just kidding around. But yes, it's it's just uh, I didn't know if we still call them PowerPoints. Well we do have so
0: Google has sort of a competitor to PowerPoint. You've got mm-hmm. you've got the Google Slides. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those are and those are very much accessible via the Gmail and Google Cloud base. So like you could put together a presentation, Judge Zolgad, okay. that that's that's what I was wondering. Hey, if I were presenting to the WILFs, I would use my my Google uh slides program and then you could give access to Quasi. And then he could he could either have restricted access,
2: just like as a viewer, or you could give him edit access to. Oh, could I him edit could, access. Yeah, I for give him sure. the whole thing. I give him the whole thing. But anyway, I would put together some type of presentation to the Wilfs of why it actually makes a lot of sense right now to probably make some trades before Halloween.
0: Hey, we had uh, before we get to some of the latest Neil Hunter trade speculation. I want to credit these guys because we had a couple guys Vikings fans show up from out of town. They're going to their their, their buddies. They've been fans for uh, multiple decades, and they went to Park Tavern last night and had a great time here. This is from, uh, we got Larry, who's been a Vikings fan for 40 years, and then uh, Pops Frank for 38 years in town from Seattle and Pennsylvania for Monday Night Football, and they had a great time yesterday at Park Tavern in uh, St. Louis Park,
2: so... And if I'm not mistaken, I saw not only did did they say that they had a delicious meal at Park Tavern, but they said, but I saw uh, about four Before I Dies on the table as well. So they combined, they combined the Score North Sports Dad Sports Bar with the Score North Sports Dad Sports Beer. Wow. And that my friends is weekend perfection Park Tavern. Yeah.
0: And in fact, we do need to shout both of them out or we will gladly shout both of them out. So that before I die logger, I can guarantee you, I'm going to be perusing around the tailgate lots before the You'll game tonight. It. Probably going to see some before I die loggers out there. Maybe people can do a can you like stack up the cans and you know build like a before I die fortress or something. I want to see some
2: creativity. Most Send definitely. us your pictures. Oh yeah, and and guess what too? You know, you know here's the great thing. Before I die from our friends at surly in a good year or bad year the mission does not change right the mission does not change so you know what the vikings might lose they they might drop to what two and five but guess what score uh score north surly and before i die that mission will remain the exact same so drink responsibly but enjoy the official beer of the mission that we all have as fans of the purple Yes.
0: Uh, also, Dex, uh, let's shout out underdog too here, making it a lot more fun to watch football over the weekend. Underdog fantasy.
3: Yeah, I got some slips uh, from a, from a lot of winners yesterday on uh, another great week of football and uh, another five item pick. Uh, I five item pick here for my guy Scholastic, who uh, emailed me this as well. That's Scholastic, by the way. S K O L Lastic. Nice little five Very item uh, uh, pick them here for him. And in fact, the. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, they'll do they'll do live in-game special. So yesterday I got I got on some, some fun bets. They had the Tush Push special. So every time that the <laughs> Eagles executed a Tush push, they would throw out a free fun little wow. bonus item in the pick section. So it was a lot of fun. It makes watching football games more fun. Go to underdog fantasy promo code SCORE and they will give you a free mystery pick'em special plus a hundred dollar deposit match. Go to underdog fantasy and underdog
0: the Tush Push special, it's good. It's that amazing, is so man. awesome. Like, no one can stop it. It's such a you'd rather have them be in like a third and three or a third and four than a third and one. I mean, obviously, like in any circumstance, but because you can't, you can't stop it. It's impossible. I'd it's almost the rather them
2: just convert a first down and just like get out of the next play before. It's I It's mean, the deal center, it. right? Kelsey's so good at it because he gets so damn low. And then it hurts. His
3: legs are so strong too. We should talk with Boone about it. Actually, we should like the, the the successful execution of of the tush push.
0: So Boone and Cyril's were hitting me up last night. They want to do. They're going to do a breakdown this week on their channel um, of the tush push. They're like, let's let's like find as many as we can and break them all down. So I will like have it. some clips if you guys at nice. some point want to go over it with Boone. Um, the latest Daniil Hunter speculation here. This is from three credible. Insiders, they all put out their latest information on Sundays now. So we'll start. I'm just gonna read you this stuff. You guys can react. Okay. This is from Ian Rappaport NFL Network. The Vikings entered the season with a quagmire, a quagmire, giggity-giggity, surrounding star pass rusher Daniil Hunter. As we get closer to the October 31st trade deadline, Hunter may be in the news again. Teams have been calling the Vikings about trading for Hunter, sources say. Uh, picking up the phone instead of listen. I'm sorry, picking up the phone and listening does make sense for Minnesota. Hunter has a year left on his contract. A playoff ready team with a need on the edge could step in. And then he refers to the fact that this isn't the first time the Vikings have had people and teams calling on Hunter. Last year, he uses as an example the Bears traded an elite defender at the deadline themselves, dealing Roquan Smith to the Ravens for a second and a fifth. This year, under the right circumstances, that could be Hunter. He's basically saying that Hunter could be uh, verbatim here one of the top players or top player who could be moved at the deadline in eight days. So not a lot of concrete stuff there, but
2: more smoke here. Yeah, I think what we I think we know this. I think we know that the Vikings are definitely get, uh, getting calls on Daniel, um, and they should be, and they should. Listen, and if they don't think he's coming back, this makes a ton of sense. This makes a ton of sense. Are you really gonna let another guy walk out the door or or in two years cut him because, well, his play has declined now and he was but he was a great Viking. Um I just think this makes too much sense unless you're saying, Oh hold on a second here. He's having a great year, and if we have him in house, we can grab the seventh wild card like that's gonna be the dilemma here mm-hmm. be, be, because trading him if you don't have him if, if by next tuesday he is not signed to an extension trading him is the common sense move unless you think that you can really compete not just for a playoff spot because in this godforsaken conference there's gonna be some bad teams to make the playoffs but unless you think if you look at san francisco and philadelphia and say you know what we got a solid chance to beat them which I personally don't see at all.
0: Yeah. I just want to see some aggressiveness and proactiveness that, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, last
0: year, at least, Hey, they got out in front, they had a nice record and they decided, let's just go, let's, let's go. Let's we're the fourth quarter comeback team. Okay. Let's commit to it this year. You don't have that same sort of grace period with the wins that you've racked up. You're playing catch up. So do something proactive for the franchise is what is what I want them to do. Diana Russini from The Athletic now says the Vikings have received calls about Daniel Hunter, but have yet to receive a substantial offer. Kirk Cousins is expected to stay in Minnesota. Nothing has changed on that front with eight days to go. Yeah. And then this might be the most substantive report here from Jeremy Fowler, ESPN.com, former uh, Vikings beat writer with the Pioneer of Prospect. Mine. Great guy. Really, really good guy. Uh, many around the league are intrigued by Minnesota because of their 2-4 and four record. Justin Jefferson isn't going anywhere. Neither is Kirk Cousins. But three-time Pro Bowl pass rusher, Daniil Hunter, is a player that several executives are watching closely. Here's my understanding on Minnesota and Hunter. The Vikings gauged trade interest in the offseason when they didn't have a new deal. Lately, they have not been exploring a trade for Hunter anymore, despite some external interest coming their way. There's a sentiment in the building, the Vikings building, that Hunter, who leads the league in sacks, is valuable for a team that isn't out of the playoff chase yet. So they're still like, oh, you know, if, we, if we're going to rack up wins, we need Daniil. So right. the sense is it would take a sizable deal to pry him away from the Vikings. One league executive who's very high on Hunter said he and his team are not in a position to give up a first-round pick for Daniil, suggesting that that's what it would probably require to get him from the Vikings. Jacksonville was linked to Hunter in the preseason, though that was before Josh Allen decided to have a career year with seven sacks in his first six games.
2: Well, okay. So I I think it's very, I think it's fair if a team says, we'll give give you a second and a a fifth, like the Roquan Smith deal that you outlined there. But why not this? I'll go back to it. A conditional first. Because I'll take, like, if you come to me right now with a second and fifth, again to what we've been talking about you want you want draft picks and the higher the better but you want to position yourself with as much collateral in the draft to um to make picks probably more importantly move around with picks right but why wouldn't you know if it, if this is a playoff team if this is a team that's a pretty good team and says we, we got a chance to make a run here why not make it a conditional first round pick mm-hmm. cuz if he goes in there and and you know sacks gets 10 more sacks or something He's worth that.
0: Yeah, and it could be based on Daniel Hunter's individual numbers. It can be based on how far the team goes. I'd make know. it based
2: on that. I, I would make it based on, because the whole goal to get him would be to make a, a playoff run. So, and I think that this is um, feasible and allowed. Why not say, okay, if you make the conference championship game. And he's playing. And yeah, oh yeah, but I mean, that's a first round pick. Yeah, I don't. That think that's would be worth it.
0: Jacksonville, like it. He's worth for a t- for for the six or seven teams that think they can win the whole thing. He's worth it. He's the type of piece. If we thought Von Miller was a final piece, not not the final piece, but like you know, the among the two or three final pieces, Daniel Hunter is that guy for somebody. But the problem is he's not that guy for the Vikings right now, not the way they're constructed. And there's no guarantees he's back in 2024. So. I would say if, if Quacy lets, now, if they beat the 49ers and then they beat the Packers, I get it. I get pushing forward. I don't know if I love it because I think it just puts the Vikings right back in the, you know, the same place with eight or nine wins or whatever. But if they don't beat the 49ers and it becomes even more evident, two and five, your path is longer. Quacy right. is going to look back whenever it is that he's not the GM anymore and he's probably going to regret not doing more proactively to build a team
2: for the future. Yes, and again, with the way he operates, I think if he isn't proactive, I think it's probably as much more on the Wilfs than him. I've got to think, look, he's got, and O'Connell too, but O'Connell is not going to want to trade his guys. But anyway, they've got four-year contracts, all right? They've got four-year contracts. Ordinarily you get 5 years. Um and are you telling me that he wants status quo for his first 2 years? Like what sense does that make? Like like you are you get these jobs to put your fingerprints on the organization. Yeah. Not to babysit it. And they already clearly were told, "Hey, 2022, we're not going to make moves. You're not going to make moves. We're going to run everybody back as much as possible." And look, it paid off. Fun year but now you're telling me their second year that they're going to stand pat again. Like that's just an invitation to go off the cliff and guess who gets fired. If they do not, the The wills ain't, ain't firing themselves. <laughs> Lenny, so yeah, Lenny, you're out of the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mark, Mark, you are fired as team president. We're going to uh, make you team assistant president, you know, this so this isn't
0: succession, you know, yes. you're, uh, the, the family is going to stay together.
2: So this comes down to one thing you're telling me that that the GM who probably desperately wants to um, make his mark is going to spend two years of be like, Oh, we're just going to try it. I, you are basically right now. You are what you're trying to do is just take Spielman's job and run the same team. Yeah.
0: And Spielman even who no longer has this job is on the 33rd team.com being That's like, they point. should trade the deal Hunter. So we know what he would probably be pushing to do internally. Um uh, all right, we're going to say goodbye here. A shout out to our friends too at Summit Orthopedics. So if you're uh, dealing with any type of pain, you're on the injured list. You got ankle problems, knee problems, back, whatever it may be. Summit Orthopedics has 25 locations in the Twin Cities in Greater Minnesota. No referrals are needed. Same-day appointments available. If you're really hurting, they also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. You can learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho. Excuse me, dot com. So we gave you your dose of Packers Ventline, a little Daniel Hunter speculation. And then later on, after Vikings Niners finishes up, we will be live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel for Vikings Ventline, the most fan friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us here on this Monday morning edition of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.